Thanks for choosing to listen to another City Point West podcast. I trust that this message empowers and encourages you to continue your journey of faith. Enjoy. Every step I take, every move I make is holy ground. You thought I was going to say I was watching you, right? (laughs) Every step I take, every move I make is holy ground because the Spirit of the living God dwells within me. Jesus, who saved me, went to the cross for me, says that I have no guilt, no shame, that I'm forgiven, I'm set free. And I am worthy of His love. I'm worthy of His blood. I'm worthy of all these things because everywhere I go is holy ground. As long as Jesus and the manifestation of His love dwells within me, everywhere I go is holy ground. Everywhere you go is holy ground. Every word that comes out of your mouth should be holy, should be edifying, should be encouraging, should be lifting people up, should be a light unto the darkness. It should be. Often it isn't, right? Come on. How many honest people are in the house this morning? Hey, me too. (laughs) No, no. My wife is, sorry, I won't say, and Pastor Wendy, the only perfect people. There you go. So what we say matters, what we think matters, what we wash our thinking in, who we say we are and how we outwork who God says we are matters. It matters to your life. It matters to how you can impact and influence people, how you can be at work and go, and someone come up to you. And it's happened to me many times, not when I worked here, but when I was in the world, it does happen when I work here. Let me just clarify that. People come up to me and say, you're a Christian. And I'm like, how do you know that? It's like, mate, the way you are, you're just, I don't know. You're a Christian. And if we aren't different from the world, then maybe we're not being the best Christians, right? If people can't come up to us and say, hey, I can see, I don't know what it is, but there's something different about who you are I want that. I want to know why you're like that, why you're not stressed, why you're not full of challenge, why you're not full of pride and anger and all these things. I've had it happen many, many times. And my answer often is, if you really want to know, you need to wait because I don't think you're ready for the answer. And over time, I just start to unravel and unpack some of the great language and the great things that we speak life, we speak hope, we speak victory, we speak vision, we speak healing. Because that's who we are in the manifestation of Christ, right? Yes? Come on, church. Yeah, that's who we are. That's who we are. In the manifestation of who Christ is, that's who we are. You know, sometimes there's incredible things that lie beneath the surface of who you are. Your destiny isn't nearly fulfilled yet. This isn't it for you. This is just a placeholder right now. God's got such great things for you in your life, but we've got to step into that. We've got to let the manifestation of Christ come on and around us. Let the blood of Jesus Christ bring freedom to who we are and take a step forward. This isn't it for you. I know things might be tough right now, but this is a moment. This is a speed bump in time. Things might be fantastic for you. Keep moving forward. Keep walking in that grace. Keep walking in that glory. Keep walking in the light. Keep walking in the word. Keep allowing the manifestation of Jesus Christ, the light that is within you, shine and let every step that you take and every move that you make 
because He's watching you. Right? He's watching us. He's watching everything we do. He's watching everything that we say. He's watching everything that's coming out of our world today. There is such a powerhouse within you, within each and every one of us. When I start to speak out loud the Word of God, something happens within me. It starts to just go, you know, all that stuff that you're thinking in your head, it's gone. Because nothing is greater and above the Word of God. Nothing is greater and above the government and the Word of Jesus Christ that you declare over yourself over your family, over your circumstances and over your situations. Because we walk on holy ground. Every step I take, every move I make, He is watching me. He's watching us. And that can either be a good thing or a bad thing, right? <laughs> Righto. So I've got a couple of, couple of great thoughts this morning. And one of them is a little bit of a story when uh, in 2020, Lids and I went to Manila. And it was very early, like January 7 or something. We went to Manila and um, it, it is a great place. I love Manila. It was, it was just a fantastic place to visit. And they've got a volcano there called the Tar Volcano. And I said to Lids, I said, I've always wanted to go and see a volcano. That's like a stupid thing to do, right? But... <laughs> I do a lot of stupid things. Um, and she's like, really? Yep. So we hired a guide. And uh, this guide's like, you want to go where? I'm like, I want to go to the volcano. I'm like, right oh, let's go. And it was like a four-hour drive. We finally got there and it was beautiful. It was a beautiful thing. And I stood there just in awe of the, the absolute power and the magnitude of this thing that sat, this Herculean thing that just sat there waiting to erupt, just waiting. The power that sat beneath that thing, the power that sits beneath each one of us. You know, you have the most powerful force in this universe within you this morning. Do you know that? Can you actually start, do you ponder on that? The actual most powerful thing in this, not even in this universe, that created this universe dwells within you. What a, what a concept. The thing that you have, you can unleash. If it's in you, you can let it out. Yeah. If it's in you, you can come and go, you know what, I'm going to speak to that situation. I'm not going to allow that situation to push the power of God down. I'm not going to allow that, that thinking to stop me from praising God because God, who is bigger than you? You spoke and it was. That's power. Nothing else can create nothing out of nothing. Do you know that? You know, I love the scientists, like the bang. I'm like, yep, I believe in the big bang too. Oh, really? Yes, I do. God spoke and it was. That's the bang, people. Incredible power that lies within you is the Word of God. And when we speak the Word of God, we create. When we speak the Word of God, we build. When we speak the Word of God, we break down. When we speak the Word of God, we break off. So what are you speaking to this morning? I've got situations in my life, no doubt you have as well. But 
what I say about that and what I allow to speak to me changes exactly how I walk in the presence of God. Now, when I speak to that thing, you know what, that's there, I get that, that's okay. But God, you're so good. I see the victory in that. God, I see the victory in every situation. God, you know what? I know that's what it looks like right now, but hey, who are you? I don't need to know the answer. All I need to know that he is the answer. That's all I need to know. That God, I know this is going on right now, but I rest in peace in you because you are the answer. And my eyes aren't fixed on the problem. My eyes are fixed on the one who spoke. My eyes are fixed on the word, the incredible, powerful, unbelievable word of God. Amen? Unbelievable word of God. There is not one thing in this book that doesn't speak life and life more abundantly that we get the opportunity to walk in because we said yes. We said yes. And we're going to continue to say yes. So anyway, we went, but went to this volcano, right? And um, it, was, it was magnificent. Now, just one week after we left Manila, that volcano erupted. You know, the crazy thing was, looking back at it, the warning signs were there. 39 people died. Uh, over 30,000 people were evacuated from the area. 400,000 people were impacted and affected by it. 80,000 flights were shut down because of the ash cloud. Molten rock and ash just kept raining down on people for weeks and weeks on end. The incredible power that lay beneath, ready to erupt. The warning signs were there though. The warning signs were all there. They're like, when we landed in Manila, we got off the plane and People like rushing around and it was just like an odd kind of environment. And we kept asking people, hey, what's going on? What's going on? And the only answer we could get, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. I'm like, uh, it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've got this uncomfortable feeling about this, right? And um, finally someone said, oh, we've just had an earthquake. It was 4.1 magnitude or something. I'm like, in what book is that Okay. Like, whose book are you reading here? So we kind of went, okay, no worries. And um, what struck me after I got home, the complacency of the danger. And when we looked at the photos that we took, uh, there, was, there was a, two years ago, there was a huge lake at the top of the volcano. There was no lake there when we went. So the signs were there. There was all these micro-earthquakes underneath giving signs, but complacency put people in a false sense of hope. Complacency said to them, hey, look, we've been through this before. Don't worry about it. And can I just say, people, we don't have the opportunity to be complacent in this world today. The world is a place where we, as believers, as people who Christ has called, anointed and appointed, have no opportunity to be complacent. My family relies on it. My family depends on the fact that I'm not going to be complacent. Even though they push me away and they shun me away, they don't want to hear it. I will continue to preach the Word of God. I will continue to speak hope and life into their world. I will continue to pray over them. I'll continue to break things off their life. I'll continue to say, God, you are bigger than that. Because everywhere I walk, I carry the light. 
Everywhere I walk, everywhere I go, every move I make, God's watching. And he's like, hey, come on. I'm a great mighty volcano within you wanting to erupt. Are you going to let out a little puff of steam or are you just going to go, right, let's go, full pelt? What does that look like in our world? It's incredible, right? You know, 516 flights were suspended because of that eruption. What I know is this, the conditions were right, the time was right, and when it did erupt, it impacted countless lives. Countless lives. And even to this day, it leaves a legacy. Do you know every single person that knows Christ is a legacy from somebody else's prayer? Every single person that knows Christ is a legacy because someone was going, you know what, God, you're bigger than that person's lost in the world. You're bigger than their sin. You're bigger than their challenge. You're bigger than their problems. God, come on, let's call them to this place. Let's call them. Come on, church. Let's call them to this place. Let's speak over their life. Let's call them to a place of victory, to a place of wholeness, to a place of completeness, to a place in Christ. The power is within your words. Let me bring you in another thought here. Moses gets to the, to the, to the Dead Sea, right? What did God say to him? Who knows? Did God part the Red Sea? He said, Moses, stretch out your hand. Everything that you need is within you. Moses, stretch out your hand. And sometimes, church, we need to stretch out our hand and step out in that faith. And millions of people were saved because of it. Millions of people, the whole Jewish community, become of it. Millions of people because Moses stretched out his hand. Dirty, rotten sinner but washed in the blood of Christ, saved in his grace, walking in the power of the Spirit. Amazing. In 1829, in England, there was another incredible force that was born into the world, and his name was William Booth. Now, this guy, he was an apprentice pawnbroker. I didn't know you could do an apprenticeship as a pawnbroker, uh, but apparently you can. And it was six years long, so he knew what he was doing. But because this guy decided, he made a decision for his world to step out into the calling that God had called him to, receive Christ and step out today. Millions upon millions of people have come to Christ because of that man's ministry. The power that resides within you is so great. It carries the eternal word of God when you just speak out over your situation. Speak out over your finances. Speak out over your sicknesses. Speak out over that brokenness. And I know that stuff is tough. I do. But you can do it because greater He that is in you than He is in this world. Amen, church? Come on. This is good stuff. This is the word of God is a great thing. The Word of God is powerful. It has the power to break every chain. It is powerful in your world. I don't think any of us would be here today if the Word of God didn't have the power to break the bondage that you were in. Me either. It's a powerful, powerful book. In fact, it's the most powerful book on this planet. It's more powerful than any Lord of the Rings book. How many people get caught up in this stuff? How many people get caught up in reading get, you know, you know, good help books? 
When the greatest help book is, hey, who am I? Who am I? Who am I called to be? Because I'm sick of living an identity that isn't who I'm called to be. Because that's got everybody nowhere. People chase things and they chase it and they're still empty. And if that wasn't the truth, movie stars and rock stars wouldn't be killing themselves around the world with all the money and fame and things in the world. Because they still can't fill the void that they're called to fill. And it's mighty, mighty great thing. When you can just come to the word of God and go, who am I? Who am I? You're my son. You're my son. You were born and created to come into relationship with God the Father. Let me show you Jesus who will take you on a journey that will change your world forever. It'll shift you into a place and who, you, who I genuinely called you to be. So that mighty force that dwells within you will go into the world and start to speak life and abundance and hope and victory over others. Because that's who we're called to do. Some people, sometimes people are so bound up in, in what's going on in their world, they just don't have good, right, creative language. What's in them is just poisonous, right? They try and speak hope, but they don't because they don't have the hope of the world. William Booth said this, in the 20th century, our faith uh, would feature Christianity without Christ, forgiveness without repentance, salvation without regeneration, and heaven and hell, uh, heaven without hell. What a statement. In the 20th century, our faith would feature Christianity without Christ. Forgiveness without repentance, salvation without regeneration, and heaven without hell. You know, we've got a... It sounds like today. It sounds like the generation we live in. But can I just say that's been the generation since Jesus? Jesus, the same thing. You know what? What just never ceases to amaze me. The greatest orator on the planet standing there giving the Sermon on the Mount. And people walked away from Jesus. The Master himself. It just blows my mind. And we've got to seek after him because he's waiting for us. We've got to have our ears tuned in. Lord, what are you saying to me right now? Lord, how are you guiding and directing my thoughts right now? Holy Spirit, what's, what are you calling me to? Or our ears deaf to the word. Our ears are open to the world. Shouldn't be that way. Our ears need to be open to the word and deaf to the world. Amen. William Booth was an ordinary guy. He didn't let apathy shape his future. You know, I should have done some research on the volcano. I probably wouldn't have went. But I just go, God, you are so good. <laughs> you are so gracious. I know that you know my work isn't finished yet. <laughs> when in Booth didn't allow apathy to shape his future. He didn't leave it for somebody else. He decided to take hold of what God had given him and then take it to the world. It doesn't matter what you do. What matters is that you do what you do in Christ and you continue to lead and show people. If you can lead people, play an instrument, then lead. If you can lead people in your workplace, then lead people in your workplace. If you can cook food, then cook food. If you can serve in the church, serve in the church. 
Because people need you to be you. People need you to be who God's called you to be. I can't do what others do. Imagine if there was a church full of Steves and Tims and Wendy's and Lydia's. God created you unique and individual and so powerful and so gifted. You have a mighty force, a mighty creation within you that somebody needs for you to just walk in what you're called to do. Walk in what you... I like to think I'm good at all things, but I know I'm not. There's someone else that's better at doing stuff than me. And you know what? I need to push my pride down a little bit and go, you know what? Hey, let me just introduce you to this guy. He's going to take you on an f- incredible journey. Speak into your world. Speak life. Speak hope. Speak grace. Speak power. And take you from where you are in your circumstance to where God's called you to be. Amen? William Booth changed the world. He changed the known world. And there's so many like it. There's so many people. You know, one, one person comes to mind. <laughs> I preached on this guy many times. It's Saul. How many souls do you walk past every day? How many souls do you walk past that hate Christians? How many souls that you walk past that spread false, you know, witness about who we are as people? How many souls do we walk past? How many souls are in your world at work that don't like you? It took an Ananias and an encounter with Christ for that person to write three quarters of the New Testament as we know it and change the world. You need to step out. I need to step out. Wherever I go, because the light of Christ was within me, every step I take, every move I make, I walk on holy ground. I walk on holy ground. You walk on holy ground this morning, church. You work on holy ground this morning, church. What an incredible thought that that, 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 the creator of the universe dwells within each each and every one of us. Mm, Just think on that for a minute. Isaiah 61 to 3 says this. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. See, darkness covers the earth. Thick darkness is over the people. But the Lord rises on you and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and the king and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Arise, shine, for the light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen up on me. The glory of the Lord, the glory of the Lord has risen on you. That tells me that no longer am I a slave to the things that bound me when I was in my sin. That everywhere I go, the glory of the Lord walks with me. Everywhere I go, the glory, the manifestation of His glory has such power that dwells within you. The people need. People outside of the Word of God, outside of God's kingdom need. The glory of the Lord has risen up on you. The glory of rise and shine. What this says to me is to make a stand and stand up for what you believe in. Make a stand because Christ who went to the cross made a stood even when made a stand, made a stood, even when you were in your sin. I'm gonna love that guy. I'm gonna love you, John. 
He said, I love you, Kylie. I love you. I'm gonna love, even though I know you're going to do stupid things and you're not even born yet, I'm going to love you anyway. And I'm going to save you so you can have a relationship with God the Father. So you can rise and shine and let my glory, let the power, let the manifestation of who I am come forth from you so others can arise, shine. So we can impact and influence people's worlds. Love on people. Everything we do is for the glory of God. To the manifestation of His Spirit. To bring hope and love in people's lives. When you might say, hey, that's easy for you, Pastor Steve, but, you know, I'm not a pastor. I'm like, hey, sometimes I think, you know. <laughs> hey, if that's not easy for you, if it's not easy for you to arise and shine, then maybe you need to stop doing what you're doing. Maybe we need a little bit more of the Word of God in our world, hey? Maybe we need a little bit more. I remember Pastor Tim preached a message on, do you even Bible? This thing, it arises in you. The words arise in you. They shine within you. They start to bring brokenness into great, great release and relief from things. They start to bring light into darkness. And you know what? The darkness has never overcome light. Do you know that? You cannot block light out with darkness. Even when there's an eclipse, you can still see the light, right? There's still hope. There's still a great manifestation and the hope that the light's coming. I love the Word of God and the power it has and what it does in my life. It's so good. We need to challenge spiritual resistance. It's easy to be apathetic. What if William Booth was apathetic? What if a great so many people were apathetic? In their, in their Christian walk this morning. So many people wouldn't know Christ. So many people would be going to hell. I think there's a great urgency for the church to stop being apathetic in your homes, outside of Sunday, during the week, at your workplaces, with the people that you know that aren't Christians. Arise, shine, for the light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen up on you. The glory of the Lord, the glory of the Lord. You know, I do a lot of lecturing and my first class, I lay down a couple of rules. So number one, there's no swearing. Now I work with a group of tradespeople and builders. Their language is just not great, right? <laughs> like it's not good. So first of all, no swearing. Second of all, there's no innuendos in any way. And as soon as they start, and third thing, I make them say please and thank you or excuse me because I need to raise the standard. I need to raise the standard of where they're at. I need to raise the standard in their life and I've got them often for 26 weeks and after that 26 weeks, every single one of them's going, hey, excuse me, can you please, can you do this? And like I start to talk to them about their relationships and their marriages. And I start to speak into their lives about what they are doing and how's that working out for them. And what they want to see differently in their world. And inevitably, at the end of every class, they're like, who are you? And I'm like, hey, it's not about who I am. It's about where I get my strength from. 
where I get my strength from, where I get my vision from, where I get my hope from. I can keep walking forward. I've got challenges like you, but my God is greater than those challenges. When I set my eyes on Christ, there is no thing that can stand before Him. Break the unbreakable, break the impossible. Come on. It's incredible. As soon as I shift my gaze and my focus to the King of Kings and His manifestation of His glory that reigns within me, everything else just seems really small. It's not such a big deal, right? We're called to such a great place of hope. You know, I read that scripture, Rise, shine, for your light has come. And it says this to me, Don't worry because the Lord's glory is upon you. How about we get up tomorrow morning? The first thing that comes out of our thoughts and our mouths, Lord, your glory is upon me. Your glory is upon me. Lord, I give myself to you today. Lord, bring people across my path so they can see your glory, so they can come to the manifestation of who you are. I know that person in my office is painful, but your glory is upon me, and I'm going to shine that glory to you. I know that person believes another religion. That's okay. We can love them. We can love them into the kingdom. Do you know what someone said to me a long time ago? Like, I hate this religion. I hate that person. I hate this. I hate that. I said, just stop for a minute. And they're like, don't you hate that kind of stuff? And I went, you're saying to me that you hate the people that God loves. God loves every single person on this planet. And God's plan is to see every person come into relationship with him. They might be deceived with something, but I certainly don't hate that person. And it's our job to see that God's glory change them to see God's glory, to bring them into that manifestation of who God is. Amen. I love everyone. It doesn't matter who they are, where they're from. We need to make sure that God's manifestation, His presence is in our world. And there's not some substitute. We don't feel good about ourselves because I'm super fit or I'm pretty fly for a white guy, right? (laughs) Or I can play music or I can do this or I can do that. That's not where we find our identity. We've got to find our identity in who God's called me to be. I'm the righteousness of Christ. I'm the apple of my Father's eye. I am joint heirs with Christ. Amen. And His love endures forever in my life. No matter what goes on. Um, the counterfeit replacement just will never do the same thing. It's like replacing a, a, a roast dinner with McDonald's. You think it's a good idea. You get a taste for it. But after you eat it, you've got buyer's regret. Is that true? Who's a KFC person? Buyer's regret, I'm telling you. I had Macca's yesterday and literally instantly, it was the worst meal I ever had. The coffee was like the worst thing. I hate lukewarm coffee. It is just like terrible. I was going to say something else, but it's terrible. The chips were cold. The burger was cold. I'm like, why am I eating this rubbish? I had every choice in the world. But you get a taste for it and you start to lean into that thing, right? And when you lean into something, good or bad, you'll get a result. 
What are you leaning into this morning, church? When you get up tomorrow, what are you leaning into? When that person pushes uh, against you in your world, what are you going to lean into? What attitudes are going to rise up? What are you leaning into this morning? Pastor Mark says, what you feed will grow. It's, mate, it's such a true statement. You feed your belly, it grows. <laughs> Unfortunately. When Lids and I were in, the, in, in Manila, we also did some shopping and um, we went to what they say is the cheapest markets in the world. And I bought shoes and she bought shoes and handbags and those kind of things. And, uh, you know, they were great for a little while, but at the end of the day, we were under no illusion that the Louis Vuitton bag that she bought for 18 US dollars was not an original. It may have been made in the same factory, but it wasn't an original. The Nike shoes I, I, I bought, several pairs of, I got home and someone I knew worked in a shoe shop and went, wow, I've never seen that kind of Nike before. I'm like, that's right, they're special. That Rolex I had on. <laughs> I was pretty fly for a white guy for a little while. But counterfeit never lasts, right? Counterfeit never lasts. It just doesn't last. There's no longevity in it. What we find our identity in is really important. Who we find our identity in is really important. There is no one else in this universe that I can stand before the cross and go, I have no guilt, no shame. I'm forgiven. I'm set free and I'm worthy. There is no other place, not one, that can bring that, um, that kind of freedom to my life. It doesn't matter what's going on. There is no substitute for Jesus Christ. The glory of the Lord has risen up on you. The glory of the Lord has risen up on you. The glory of the Lord has risen up on everyone. I find that place of peace. Nothing else. There is, everything else is counterfeit when it comes to who I am and my identity and who God's called me to be. Satan's the great counterfeiter. Do you know that? Satan is the great counterfeiter. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what he wants you to buy. He'll give it to you. You want it cheap? I'll give it to you. How cheap do you want it? Sure, we can give it that cheap. You want a discount? No problem at all. The more you lean into it, the more you'll get it. And the harder it'll be to break. The harder it'll be to walk away from. The harder it'll be to have Christ govern that thing. Satan's the greatest counterfeiter on the planet. Remember this. The same guy who talked a third of heaven's angels out of the presence of God. We forget that, right? A third of heaven's army, gone. You won't outspeak him and he will lead you wherever you want to go except for the presence of God because he can't exist there. So let's let the glory and the manifestation of the light of who Christ is rise up on each one of us each and every day. Each and every day. Arise, shine, God. Arise and shine because your glory is within me.
Mordecai Ham said this, God, give me a revelation of the last days. It's the layman that will reach the world. He went on to call laymen the sleeping giants of evangelism. You're a sleeping giant this morning, church. Just like that volcano. Full of power. Full of power. We walk in the manifest power of Christ. We see miracles happen all around the world. Every single day. God is just changing people's lives, changing their world, changing things in their life. The manifest power of Jesus Christ this morning. Acts 2.17 says, This is what I tell you to do. This is what I will do in the last days. I'll pour out my spirit on everyone because your sons and your daughters to prophesy, cause your sons and daughters to prophesy. And young men will see visions and old men will experience dreams from God. The Holy Spirit will come upon all my servants, men and women alike, and they will, and they will prophesy. Notice that it says this. but rather to release an expression of the Holy Spirit from us. They shall prophesy. They shall, that's you. That's me. We prophesy. When you speak hope into someone, life into someone, you're prophesying into the world. You're speaking to a place that doesn't exist in their life. You're speaking to them so they can grab a hold of a vision and start to go, yes, I believe that. I spoke to a guy at a wedding recently and he needed talking to, I could tell. And I just went up, I didn't know this guy, and I said, man, you know what, you can do whatever you want. He's like, what do you mean? I said, what are you, what's your biggest dream and hope in this world? He said, I want to do this. I said, go for it. He goes, oh, I can't do that. I said, why not? I just can't. I said, give me four reasons why you can't. He said, money. I said, change your job. My relationship. I said, speak life in your relationship. Circumstance. So change your circumstance, mate. You can do whatever you want to do. But when the glory of the Lord rises up on you, hey, we can start to speak into this world and speak into purple, into people who just live in darkness. They live in darkness. They don't know these great words. So can I encourage you today, as we close this morning, will you let the manifestation of the Spirit of God rise up within you Will you allow God to speak to the mountains in your path? Will you allow and take those things and, and look at those problems and see them as small things? And go, God, who, who is greater than you? Who is greater than you? No one. When the glory of the Lord, if each and every one of us calls ourselves Christians and, and that we are saved and sanctified and washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, Every single one of us, the light rises, the light shines, and we walk in his hope and his grace. Amen? Amen? Amen. Let's pray this morning. Father God, I just thank you for every life here. Lord, I thank you, Father God, that your light has shone. Lord, that we accept you this morning as our Lord and Saviour. Lord, I just thank you and ask you, and thank you for your grace, my God. Thank you for your mighty, mighty grace. Lord, that we arise and shine in you, Father God. Lord, tomorrow, I pray, Father God, that you bring people along my world, Father, that we can lead. 
that we can speak into, Father God, that we can have influence and impact so they can come to know you this morning. Lord, I lift up every prayer request this morning, Father God, every heart that's crying out to you this morning. Father God, known and unknown, Father God, would you speak to that future? Would you speak to it right now? I know this message will keep speaking to you as you continue your day. So for more information about City Point West, jump on citypointchurch.com or follow our social media accounts, Instagram, City Point West, or our Facebook, City Point Church West. Have a great day.